everybody. Welcome to the Mini Break by Cracked Rackets, your daily podcast for storylines, results, and controversy in the tennis world. Today is Wednesday, June 12th, and we're here to talk about the action in Germany and the Netherlands occurring this week on the grass. My name is Jamie McDonald, and I'll be your host for today's action. With me is my Wednesday regular. It's Matt Stokowiak. Matt, how's it going, man? Jamie, what's going on, man? It's uh, it's definitely a little bit different now. Looking at the uh, the luscious green grass courts now that we're we're finished up with the French, so it's weird. I'm sad to be leaving the clay. I don't know about you. Uh, I, you know, it's a little bit sad, but to be honest, man, I mean, I always I love the grass. I just always have. It's it's one of my favorite times of the year. So every time I see those grass courts, man, especially at the beginning of tournaments when when they still look pretty decent. You know, I, that's just, I love it, man. That's fair. It is a it is a sad sight, especially toward the end of like Wimbledon, where that back, like middle of the baseline is just completely brown. Yeah. It just doesn't look good. No, no, you're right. That's why I said near, at the beginning of the events, it that's looks true. much better. That's very true. No, well, I'm sure this season will be, you know, tons of fun with many diving, uh, diving plays from people like Monfi and Dustin Brown, who love to get after it on the grass. So characters like that always make it super fun and very entertaining to watch. But uh, for today, what we're mainly going to be walking through is um, at least the the good match play we saw in Hertogenbosch and Stuttgart. Um, to begin here, since men and women are playing there in the, in the Netherlands, we're going to start in uh, her Bosch. So for the women, Flipkins took out Krunich, 6-3, Sorinko taking out Pliskova, 6-4, 6-4. Uh, Van Utvank taking out Wang, 7-6, 6-3. Mikhail, the American, falls to Hercog, 6-4, 6-4. Sabalenka also falls to Aeva of Austria, 7-6, 1-6, One American did get on the board here, Allison Risk taking out Mukshova from Czech Republic, 6-7, 6-3, 6-2. A strong comeback after dropping the first set. Burtons takes out Larson of Sweden, 6-3, 6-1, fairly straightforward. Bonaventure taking out Ferro, 6-2, 2-6, 6-0. There's a scoreline for you. And finally, Alexandrova from Russia taking out the other Mertens from Belgium. Belgium, 6-4, 6-2. So a lot of good action um, in the Netherlands on the women's side. Going to be a lot of fun to follow throughout the week as well. Um, There's going to be some fun upcoming matches. You know, uh, for example, Anisimova will be in action tomorrow as well. So be sure that you are on the lookout for all of that, as well as Serenko taking on Flipkins. Both of those are happening really early tomorrow morning. So if you're at all interested, make sure you wake up early and catch, catch those. But, um... Let's also hop on to the men's side here. Matt, I don't know if you got a chance to watch any of this, um, but do you have any initial thoughts, at least on the draw or any of the results on the men's side before I go ahead and run run through them? Yeah, well, this morning uh, I was able to catch a little bit of FAA against Ernest Gulbis, and, and that was a fun one to watch. I mean, Gulbis is one of those guys that you never really know what you're going to get. He, he's still out there uh, grinding away, and, you know, obviously FAA is just starting to really find his groove. So that was a good match. I mean, FAA took it in straight sets, 7-5, 6-3, but, uh, you know, it's it's fun to watch this grass court tennis, man. I mean, just the contrast. I, I just I was in that mind of, of clay court tennis with long grinding rallies and, you know, plenty of time to hit your shots and set up. And, you know, this grass court game is just so much different. I mean, these guys are absolutely crushing the ball minimal backswing because there's just no time that ball is skipping through the court and yeah I mean it's a it's a totally different style of game you see a lot more slice and you know net approaches and things like that but 
Yeah, no, it's fun, man. Um, we had, sure. we had some great results today too. So now uh, let's get into them. Yeah, no, we did. And the, the one you just mentioned came out of Stuttgart this morning. That was a lot of fun. And one thing that I'm always watching for, it's like, like you said, just such a contrast and we hop from the clay right into the grass, you know, it's just such a huge swing. And so, you know, what I'm always looking for is to see, you know, which players that had a really sort of either breakout or standout um, clay court season, you know, who's able to sustain that? So, you know, people that come to mind for me are like someone like Christian Guerin, you know, I'm going to be looking really um, with a lot of scrutiny, you could say, at someone like that, because, you know, people are developed as clay court players, but can you translate that game and can you exist throughout all the seasons, the clay and the hard and the grass seasons? You know, I'm always looking for that. But, um, you know, someone who I guess we would call a clay court specialist in Munar, the young Spaniard, went out to Fixovic this morning, 7664. This is a funny one too. Struf and Shapovalov. I feel like they've played like ten times in the last couple months. Again, Struf gets him again, man. I think that's three in a row for Struf. Takes him out five and four. What I mean, Shapovalov's guy just got to be mad when he looks at the draw by now, right? Yeah, I mean, this Struf just has his number. It's it's one of those matchups, I guess. I don't know if it's really more mental now at this point, or just a, an actual physical matchup where Struf can take advantage of of Shapovalov's game, but. Yeah, I mean, Struff is he's been playing some great tennis, man. I mean, if you remember at Roland Garros, he made a deep run. He got all the way to that fourth round before losing to Joker. So he's been playing great, and, and he's one of those guys that I feel like should be a more consistent performer on tour. I mean, he's got the game for it. He, he's a big dude, big serve, big powerful ground strokes. It's just he lacks that consistency at times. And, yeah. you know, he'll have great events, and then he'll go out in the first round. So... For you know, sure. again, after a after a big time performance at the French, you know, now he takes takes out his nemesis Denis Shapovalov again. They meet for like the third time in a month, and yeah, we'll see what he can do on the grass. I mean, I think his game is well suited to it. So, Definitely. I mean, Struff is a guy that I'm going to be looking out for for sure. For sure. Well, when we talk about big guys, big hitters, um, another man that comes to mind is Raonic. Uh, you know, we, we sometimes have missed him, you know, in the last couple seasons, a little bit uh, in and out. But he gets a good result in a very, very tight match against the young Australian Paparin. Goes and wins 6-7, 6-4, 7-6. Always good to see Milos back. And, man, on any sort of grass court, he is just so dangerous. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we missed him at Roland Garros. He had to pull out of the French, so we haven't seen him for a little while now. And I, I think the reason he did that is because he is similar to John Isner. I feel like those guys just they're more confident on the grass. They feel like they can make a deeper run at Wimbledon than they probably would have been able to do at Roland Garros. So I I understand that decision. And yeah, you know, with Milos, I mean, he squeaks past a a tough one here with Popperin. And, you know, we're going to see these scores now on the grass routinely. Get used to it, Jamie, because we're going to be seeing the 6-7, 7-5, 7-6 type matches because it's just so hard to break serve on grass. Yeah. And I mean, these guys are going to hold, especially the big servers like a Rainich and, you know, a Struff and a John Isner and all those kinds of guys, they're just going to be holding easily. So yeah. get, get well, ready for a lot of tiebreakers and a lot of close, close scores. So it, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's, that's exactly what we saw in one of the matches that was a tough one. I don't know if you got to catch much of this one, but the Monfi and Stevie Johnson match was, that was a heartbreaker for me. Stevie, Barely dropped that opening set 5-7. was kind of a disappointing end of the set, but uh, set, but then got right back on it. Takes the second 7-5. Then, you know, the third goes to a tiebreak. He holds off a couple match points before that. Then gets his own match point. Decides to hit a slice approach into the Monfi forehand, who just, I don't know, 
he had to be so happy when he saw that coming because he just ripped a forehand up the line, saved that one, and you know got across the finish line. So, you know, all in all, I don't think that's a bad result for Steve, especially um, with how well Guile's been playing lately. But still disappointing nonetheless because, man, he was right there. Yeah, it definitely is. Again, I, I do feel like overall, though, Stevie actually played pretty well. I mean, he put him in he put himself in position to win the match, and and Monfils has really been playing well. I mean, look, this guy, this guy is good on all surfaces. He's proven that he can play on pretty much any surface. For and sure. Stevie, you know, we've talked about his, his 2019. He's he's had a poor year. I mean, let's just let's not sugarcoat it. There's there's no question about it. He's had a disappointing year, but I mean, hopefully, you know, I, I just, I feel like this could be a surface and, and I know he didn't win this match, but just looking ahead for the next several weeks in the next month, you know, at, at Wimbledon, I, I think he can have some success. I mean, we know he likes to slice that backhand a lot and that, that is what works on the grass. He can, he can take advantage of that, you know, mm-hmm. coming into the net behind a big serve and a big forehand that will work on, on grass. So his game is well suited to it, you know, if he can serve well and, you know, he was right there again, like you mentioned with Monfils in this match, he, he had a chance to win it and it, you know, it really came down to just a point or two here and there that, that decided the whole thing. So, um, you know, we're going to see more of that. That's, that's, what's going to happen, uh, as we get into this grass court season, but for Stevie disappointing, of course, I mean, he, he, he wants to win. I mean, he hasn't really tasted many wins, so I'm sure that's eaten at him a little bit, but you know, if he can pull anything from it, I think he can go into the next event at least feeling like he's playing okay on the grass. That's fair. No, that that's absolutely fair. And I mean, I think things are looking up in that regard. Of course, this is one that he wanted back, but you know, I don't think there's much hanging hanging his head here because that that's not a bad result. Um, but as we go into it, another one I know that you will be excited about: Berrettini taking out Curios six three six four. You know, fairly routine. Uh, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? Boom! I love it, man. I mean, this is what I this is what I was hoping would happen. I expected this would happen. Berrettini's been playing well. Um, you know, he won two, two clay court events. So, you know, he's got some confidence behind him and, you know, now his game transitions over to the grass and I I think he can do it. He's a big dude. He's similar to Stroof. I mean, he serves big, he hits big, big groundies. Mm -hmm. I I like his game a lot. So, you know, anytime with, with Nick Kyrgios, we've talked about this before. I mean, his results aren't really shocking, no matter what, if he's losing or winning. I mean, we know that if he, if he wins, Look, he's got the skill to beat anybody, he, even the top players. We, we've seen him do it. But, you know, again, if if he loses to guys that are ranked lower and, you know, Berrettini's not ranked low by any means, but just generally speaking, Kyrgios will, will have those matches against opponents that are ranked pretty low and, and he'll go down. And that's not a shock to me either because, yeah. you know, he's just a guy that's that's not putting in all the work and, you know, that's, that's what happens. So, um yeah, overall, I mean, Kyrgios, man, he look. This is a guy that can make a run if he wants to at, at Wimbledon. He's done it before, so uh, we'll see. It's just yeah. it's all it's all mental with him, like like always. And I think I think one thing too with Kyrgios, especially when we get into these events that are bigger draws, and you know, if he's not having good results, then you know he's not going to be seated or up there with some of the you know guys who realistically he should definitely beat, and so. 
in a lot of cases, I feel like he is just out there and going to make nightmares of draws. You know, he could show up against someone who's, you know, seated real high thinking, oh, yeah, I may have a good first round here. Oh, nope, you've got Nick Kyrgios. Yeah. Um, and so maybe you hit him on a day like today where he's not at his best. But, man, if you catch him on a day where he's locked in and feeling good, I mean, that is a horrible draw for anyone to run into. Yeah, that's right, man. I think it all depends on the day, like you mentioned. And for him to just sustain what I'm what I what I feel like we haven't really seen, at least at the Grand Slam level, the, the highest level, is Nick Kyrgios mentally staying in a tournament like over that two-week period. He just he hasn't shown to really be able to do it and go all the way to the end. So that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, sure, he could he could take somebody out in the first round if he gets a top 10 seed or you know mm-hmm. somebody. He could definitely win, but is he going to be able to do it multiple matches in a row you know, sure. over the the week or the two week period, whichever tournament we're talking about, that's what I still question a little bit. That yeah. that I, I don't know. It remains to be seen. For sure. And well, yeah, I mean, that's you know, we'll see what happens ultimately. I mean, if he's able to you know sort of match his talent level in terms of what he can bring to the court, I mean, then yeah, I, I think we'll be able to see really consistent results with him as he ages and uh, moves throughout his career. But you know, regardless. Time will tell. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, you well, hope you hope it's not a story that you, you hope it's not a story of a guy with talent who just fizzles out. And um, I, I still think there's a lot of hope with his game and his talent because I mean, he he is incredible. The serve and his movement and just everything he brings to the court. And you know, God, it, when he's locked in, I mean, those top guys he even beats. Yeah, so. that's right. But but Jamie, let me ask you this, man. I mean, how long have we been saying the the same story over and over about? Can he stay in it mentally? Can he compete for two weeks straight at a slam, staying in it the whole time? I mean, I feel like that narrative has been going on for for years now. I mean, he's not yeah. so, he's still young, but it's not like he's a teenager or anything anymore. I mean, he's in his mid twenties. He's been around. This has been going on for some time. So, at, at what point do we just say, you know what? I I don't know if he can do it. I mean, how I mean, long how long of yeah, a leash I, do we give him? I don't know. I mean, that's that's definitely a fair point. I mean, he did. He just turned twenty four uh, about a month ago, I think. And so, yeah, he's he's not incredibly young. But I think the reason it seems longer is just you know he came on the scene when he was very young. Remember that Wimbledon result, of course, when he beat Nadal. Um, sure. and he was super young and super fired up. And I think sometimes, um, and maybe this is, you know, unfair on the part of the tennis community, but when you see a name break through like that, I think that you immediately expect that consistency to be there. Um, because you're like, holy crap, this guy did this in, in, at a grand slam level. And, um, curious to his credit has kept his name. I mean, very relevant. Um, you know, I think currently right now he's just outside the top 30, but like I said, incredibly dangerous, and anyone who steps on a court against him still knows that they're going to have to bring it because it's incredibly – you've got just one of the most dangerous players on the other side of the net. But Yeah, I mean there's no question about that. He's he's super dangerous. That's yeah. just – that's the bottom line. No matter, Well, we could – yeah. You know. <laughs> we could talk about how his ability, his talent, and when it will be, um, I guess, just fully flushed out in terms of <laughs> it, being able to you know, match it mentally and whatnot. But uh, we may as well move on. Another very flashy guy who we see have a lot of success on the grass usually, Dustin Brown. Back at it, taking out Millman from Australia, 6-4, 7-6. I'm looking forward to the grass season. One of the huge reasons is to see this guy. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, this guy, it, doesn't it always seem like he shows up gr- around grass court season time? That's when he shows up. He's like, all right, now here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, man. I mean, he takes out a, a rock-solid player in Millman who's just – you know, the the most professional guy out there just brings his lunchbox every day and goes to work. And yeah, no, that's a great result. I mean, it, you know, again, it's it's a great surface for Dustin Brown because he, sure. can, he can use that crazy variety and just, you know, hit some funky slices and, and charge the net at, at will and, you know, hit some diving volleys and, you know, overheads and all that. You know, that's what his game is. I mean, he doesn't have a conventional game. So, no. you know, when you're playing on a on a different kind of surface like this, that that's where he sees success so yeah it's fun i mean hopefully uh you know we'll see him at wimbledon do something crazy i mean i always like watching him i'd love to well and before we hop into you know something that's actually kind of thematic i think one or two pods ago maybe even the last couple we've talked about the the success of the french men we'll get in there in a second but last one you got a shout out for the the american here kudla taking out galovich six three six two and a very um routine win for him but Let's look at the French guys who get wins. We, we already talked about Monfi. Simone takes out Gojo in three sets, 4-6, 6-2, 6-3. Puy takes out the veteran Feliciano Lopez, 6-3, 3-6, 7-6. By the way, let's not skip over that because Lopez is really dangerous on, yes. on the surface. Yeah, exactly. Lopez is, I mean, that guy's the grass court, uh, you know, wizard. I mean, he loves playing on the grass. He won a For grass sure. court title last year. Um, you know, that serve and volley tactic that he can use, that lefty serve, that backhand slice. Yeah, no, Lopez has always been, I mean, I feel like grass has been, you know, probably in singles his best surface throughout his career. He's had the best results. So Yeah, and yeah, he's for- got the game for it. It's it's not surprising. But you exactly. know, the funny thing is, let's stay on this theme of French success because if we hop back over to the Netherlands, um, let's look at some of those results. Gasquet taking out Bettenay in three sets, 6-7, 7-6, 6-4. Then you've also got Manorino taking out DeBacher in two sets, 6-2, 6-1, incredibly routine. Then you've got Herbert taking out Ebden, 6-4, 7-5. I mean, the French guys, they've got it going on right now. They, they do, man. They've been feeling it for the past, like, couple of weeks. I mean, that French Open was, was ridiculous. They had some awesome results there. And, you know, look, now we switched surfaces completely, and they, they just come right in, and they're having great success here. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe there's something in the water over there in France. I don't know what they're doing, but, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're playing really well right now. I mean, they're getting quality wins, so – uh, you know, we'll obviously continue to follow that throughout the grass court season, but yeah, man, I mean, so far they've, all of those guys have been feeling it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, too bad for the Australian Ebden there. Um, but in some other results that don't involve Frenchman winning, uh, Jerry taking out center seven, six, six, three, Seppi taking out Fabiano in a crazy first set, 12, 10 in the breaker. And then seven, five, like you said, those are some of the results we need to start seeing. Um, but on the absolute flip side of that, we've got Gofen taking out Davidovich Fokina, 6-0-6-2. That is a beatdown. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's a great result for Gofen. I, I, I wonder, because Davidovich Fokina, remember, he won Junior Wimbledon. He, yeah, he did. So, so he's, he should be comfortable on the grass well, there. Well, but I was... <laughs> I was wondering though, man, because he we we talked about him having some success on the clay earlier this year mm-hmm. too. 
is he really a is he a better clay court player or a better grass court player? I don't know. Well, I don't I know. Mean, the name the name in the country of origin would lead us to say clay, but that, that's the right. junior Wimbledon title is pretty impressive. I mean, it is, but then you see a result like this against Gofan and you're like, "Ooh, maybe maybe he he's not that comfortable on grass." I mean, I don't know. It's just something to think. It's something that I thought about when I saw the result. I was like, "Man, I, I wonder does this guy prefer clay or grass?" I don't know. I don't know. I guess only time will tell, but um, that's what we've got there. Bottom line, the uh, the Frenchmen are doing it again, um, and unfortunately for you know someone like Australia, you've got losses from Ebden and Popperin and Kyrgios. But you know on the women's side, you had a good win uh, in the Netherlands. Ava, as I mentioned earlier, taking out Sabalenka, she's from Australia. So you know when we're looking at it by country, it's uh, it's all over the board. But bottom line, we can agree the French, at least the French men, had a pretty good day. Um, but as we move into what is to come. There's a lot of good matches that I'm going to be watching. So I think if we start in the Netherlands portion here, man, a couple of Australians are going at it. Well, excuse me, they're different matches, but they have really big matches. Jordan Thompson is taking on Tiafo at 4 a.m. Central, so uh, that's going to be an early one. And Damon Auer is taking on Seppi at 5.15 Central. What do you think about Tiafo's game on the grass? I mean, I like it. I think he can. I think he can find a lot of success. I mean, Jordan Thompson's a guy that you know he's going up against tomorrow or today, I guess, on uh, Wednesday. <laughs> and uh, you know, he, he he's a grinder. I mean, there's no question. I, sure. I think I think Francis can play aggressively and and win that match. Just yep. be, being the more aggressive player, he can dictate with his serve, get on offense quicker. And, you know, just, just use the, the speed of the court to his advantage. So, no, I mean, I think Francis can be great on the grass. He's When he's got his serve cooking, I mean, that's going to be a big weapon. And obviously the ground strokes. The only thing that may be a bit of a problem is he has kind of that, especially on his forehand side, a little bit of that big wind-up on that mm-hmm. forehand, that stroke. And mm-hmm. on the grass, you've really got to shorten that stroke because the ball's coming so fast, you don't have time to take those big wind-ups. Yeah. So, you know, that that may be the only th- – that's kind of nitpicky, but that may be the only thing, you know, against some of the top, top guys that comes back to bite him. But sure. overall, I mean, I, I think he's got a chance to, to be really good. No, I think that's fair. And, and I mean, hey, I mean, yeah, maybe it's nitpicky, but that's also something <clears> – <throat> I mean, that's that's been a pretty well-known criticism of his technique for mm-hmm. a while now. I mean, we've seen it the way it winds up. It's kind of odd with the wrist action there. And, I mean, we've heard that before. So, yeah, it's definitely possible and uh, makes it a little more difficult when the ball is skidding up off the grass. But nonetheless, I think I think you're dead on here. If he plays solid and plays his game you know, with some conviction, I think he gets through this, even though Jordan Thompson – is certainly a tough out and, and will make him work for it. But a um, couple more interesting ones that we've got in this draw. Garen is taking on Hase, which I think will be really fun. Like I said earlier, I'm always looking for guys like Garen because, hey, you know, can he sustain what he did on the clay? And then my total match to watch here, Fritz taking on Chorich. I think that one has a ton of potential to be a really, really good match. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you, man. I mean, I think that one could be really good. And I think for Fritz... This is a surface that he'd rather play Borna Chorich on. I mean, I, I think he'd mm-hmm. rather stay away from the clay in that matchup because Borna's just going to put so many balls back. He is going to make you work. So, again, similar to Francis Tiafo, I think Taylor Fritz can use his aggressive game kind of to his advantage in this matchup because, you know, Chorich is going to want to get into some rallies and start feeling the ball a little bit. Fritz needs to take him out of that game and just be super mm-hmm. aggressive 
and just, you know, go big. And, and I think if yeah. he's hitting his shots, he, he has a good chance in this match. I, I think it could really Definitely. be a good one. I think so, too. And we got to remember how dangerous Chorch can be, um, you know, on the grass. I mean, what was it uh, last year when he took – was it last year where he took out Federer um, in the finals of Gary Weber Open? Yeah, um, yep. And so, you know, we've seen him have some very good results. And so I think you're absolutely right. It's going to be a really good match. And I think Fritz can totally win this if he does, you know, serve really well. That's right. definitely going to be key here. Um, because a lot of times in this match, don't get me wrong, Chorch has a great offensive game when he gets into it. But – for a lot of this, man, it's going to be on Taylor's racket. That's right. Um, and so I think, I don't know, I think it has a lot of potential. Um, listeners, if you're going to watch that one, it's going to be around 9 a.m. Central Time. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But, you know, we don't stop there. Of course, we hop back over to Stuttgart to look at some other matches that we've got upcoming. And, man, there's some blockbuster ones here, too. Um, we'll start with the ones that I would say I'm less interested in. No offense to these great players. Vasilishvili uh, taking on Fuksovics and Struff taking on Kasminovich. Both will be entertaining nonetheless, but the blockbusters, Sanga Raonic and Pui Medvedev. Which one do you want to talk about first? Well, that Sanga uh, Raonic is, I mean, that's that's like an old school matchup. I mean, these yeah, two guys is. we've seen for a while, they've, they've had some matches that have been great before in the past. So, yeah, no, I mean, that one could be good. That's going to be a bit of a throwback. I mean, watching that, you know, that, that could take me back a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... You know, there's going to be a lot of big shot making, obviously. I mean, I expect probably a couple tiebreakers in that one, no yeah. doubt. I mean, they're both going to be serving well. It's going to be really tough to find breaks to serve, I think. And, yeah. you know, well, again, that's going to be a recurring theme during the grass court season. But, you know, really depending on the matchups more than anything. And I just sure. I think this is a matchup where, you know, both guys like to play a super aggressive game. I mean, they do not want to be on defense. So when they're serving they are going to, you know, go big on that first serve and and try and take advantage on that next ball. So Definitely. that's that's what I expect a, a a very tight one. I I really don't know. I mean, I man. think you got to give the edge to Ronich here. I mean, he's just been in I don't know. If you look at the last year or so, especially when you take into the account this surface and, you know, how much the serve matters. I mean, Dude, breaking Milos Raonic. I mean, I just hated watching him there for a stint because the guy just didn't get broken. Like, it yeah. wasn't even fun. Like, it, I was like, why am I watching this? You it know? is near impossible to break him uh, on grass. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, I could definitely see Milos winning that match. I just, I, I think it'll be tight. I think we'll at least see yeah. one, if if not a couple tiebreakers. Well, we can hope for that. But then we've also got Puy and Medvedev. And this one's really interesting. As we mentioned before, Puy's coming off a good win against Feliciano. But Medvedev, you know, he's the three seed in this tournament. And as of late, he's shown some he's shown some good results. Um, you know, I think he hit his stride, what was it, maybe a month and a half ago, where he was just ripping out wins on the clay, um, which was interesting because before this year, he hadn't had that much success on the clay. So not exactly sure where his game's at right now. But, I mean, would you expect him to win this one against Puy? Ooh, I don't know, man. I mean, Medvedev, to me, his grass probably is not his preferred surface. I mean, obviously, I think hard courts is, is where he really feels best. And then, yeah, I mean, he had some really good results at the beginning of the clay court season, too. Grass, I don't know, man, because he doesn't, for a big guy, you know, he kind of has that, that counterpuncher's game where he's not the most aggressive player, and so if he's going to be doing a lot of running around, he kind of has some loopy, bigger strokes. I just feel like playing grass court tennis could be tricky for him. And and Pui has, to me, has a little bit better game on the surface. So 
I don't know, man. I think it could be a good match. I think we're going to see definitely some more rallies in this one, you know, compared to yeah. the Sangha Ranich match. Well, I'd hope so. Yeah, uh, and yeah. that's yeah, that's for sure. And I think one thing, too, uh, with Medvedev, I mean, man, he's a big guy. I mean, and we don't credit him, credit him enough for his movement as the, with that six six frame. Um, but you know, he really can move well. We'll see how yeah. um, how great his movement has. I guess you could say progressed on this surface. It's always just a little bit. It's always just a little bit different. And you know, especially at the beginning of the season, sometimes you see you know not people who are incredibly graceful on it like Federer, but some of the other guys right. not look super comfortable on it yet. But I will say this: Medvedev, man, another guy who huge serve, and the surface is just going to help that get him free points and so um i think the real danger for Pui here is going to just be if he doesn't get ahead in his service games you know he's just always going to be under pressure because medvedev i think if he's playing well is going to have an easier time holding than Pui will naturally maybe yeah i mean we'll see i it's definitely one that i want to watch because to, to me that's an interesting matchup and i do yeah. want to see D- daniel medvedev play play on grass yeah, no, that's fair. Well, that one is is going to be at ten thirty Central Time. So, if that's the one that you are locked into, be sure that uh, you've got the TV or whatever streaming device you've got up ready to watch that one. But um, that is all for the results and the upcoming matches that we've got for these two great tournaments this week, um, listeners. We hope that you are as excited as we are for all of this grass court action. As Matt was talking about earlier, man, it's just a ton of fun and it's just a huge contrast to what we've been seeing. So we're definitely going to be locked in and watching and seeing this different style of play. Matt, thank you for coming on again um, and being my Wednesday partner. What do we say? That's a break. All right, and we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks. Thanks.